The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hello, everyone. It's Eves checking in here to let you know that you're going to be hearing two different events in history in this episode, one from me and one from Tracy V. Wilson. They're both good, if I do say so myself. On with the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy B. Wilson and it's December 8th. Christina of Sweden was born on this day in 1626 in the old-style Julian calendar and in the new-style Gregorian calendar that was December 18th. Her parents were King Gustav II Adolf and Maria Eleonora of Brandenburg. They were the king and queen of Sweden. And her father had grown very concerned about whether he would have an heir. Before Christina was born, her parents had been through two stillbirths and the death of an infant daughter. There were other people close to the line of succession who had plenty of heirs, so this was cause for concern. When Christina was born, slightly premature and in a call, the midwives announced that the king had a son. And it wasn't until the following day, after a lot of celebration of the birth of a long-awaited heir, that the midwives finally admitted that they had made a mistake and that they should have said Christina was a girl. This has led to some speculation about whether Christina was intersex or whether her body was just ambiguous or whether it was a matter of poor lighting and the midwives 
seeing what they really wanted to see. Everyone really, really wanted a son. Regardless, though, the king decided to raise Christina as a prince. He warmed up to the idea of having a daughter, but he raised her in many ways as a son. As she grew up, this suited her just fine. She was not very fond of the things that women were expected to do during the day. And her father wanted her to learn to ride and fight and handle a bow, and she did all of that. Not only that, she did it really well. She really enjoyed it. Her demeanor was just not at all what people thought of as feminine. So it wasn't all that uncommon for royal girls to have the same education as their brothers and their male cousins, but it was pretty uncommon for them to have been as excited about fighting and hunting and whatnot as Christina was. When Christina was five, though, her father died, and her mother, whose behavior and emotional state had become increasingly erratic, took her away from her home and the cousins that she'd been living with where she had been pretty happy until that point. Even though she was the only daughter of the late king, Christina's ascension to the throne had to be approved by parliament, which was known as the Riksdag. They ultimately did approve, and by the age of 14, she was attending council meetings. She became queen at 18, although her formal coronation wasn't until she was 23. By the time of her coronation, though, she was already thinking about abdicating. She had pulled some strings to get a cousin named as her successor, insisting that she had no desire to marry. It was the same cousin that everyone wanted her to marry. And she did finally abdicate and move to Rome and converted to Catholicism. She seems to have had some second thoughts about this abdication later on, though. She tried and failed to take over the throne of Poland-Lithuania, She hoped to become the Queen of Sweden again after that successor she'd had named suddenly died at a young age, but none of that worked out. Christina wasn't ever known as a particularly good ruler. I mean, she did decide to abdicate before she was even crowned, but she was an extremely learned woman. She spoke multiple languages, including, of course, Swedish, plus Greek, Latin, German, French, Flemish, Italian, Spanish, and Finnish, with also a little Hebrew and Arabic. She helped start the first Swedish newspaper in 1645, as well as Sweden's first public opera house and its first universal public school program. She collected a huge amount of art and literature. Her collection of books and manuscripts later on became part of the Vatican Library. So even though she was maybe not the greatest as a queen or a king, depending on how you wanted to look at it, she did other stuff pretty well, and she died in 1689 at the age of 62. You can learn more about her in the October 20th, 2014 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on the show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you get a podcast. Tune in tomorrow for the establishment of a state. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey y'all, I'm Eves. Welcome to This Day in History class, a show where we one day ship nuggets of history straight to your brain through your ear hole. The day was December 8th, 1864. French sculptor Camille Claudel was born in Fair Untardunois, France. A lot of emphasis has been placed on her relationship with sculptor Auguste Rodin, but Claudel herself was a prolific and acclaimed artist. Claudel was the oldest of three children, born to Louis Athenaise Servo Claudel and Louis Prosper Claudel. They weren't rich, but they moved from time to time because her father was a civil servant and they lived comfortably. They stayed for a while in Villeneuve-Sauferre, in Bar-le-Duc, and in Nujan-Sassin. Claudel took an interest in art early on, and while her mother was not too fond for her love of art, her father supported her. So did her brother, who became a noted poet and playwright. As a child, Claudel created clay-modeled portraits of her family members. While the family lived in Nujan-Sassin, Claudel's artwork attracted the attention of prominent sculptor Alfred Boucher. Boucher advised her father to encourage her art and enroll her in an art academy. Around 1881, Claudel, her mother, and her siblings moved to Paris, while her father stayed behind for work. In Paris, she continued to train as a sculptor. Only men could attend the École des Beaux-Arts, a prestigious art school in Paris, but there were private academies that allowed women to attend. 
Cordell began attending the Colorosi Academy, where she met her lifelong friend, Jessie Lipscomb. The first sculptures that Claudel completed at Colorosi are her earliest surviving works. Boucher mentored Claudel while she was in Paris, and he visited Claudel in Lipscomb's studio to advise them. Boucher soon left for Italy, but before he left, he asked Auguste Rodin to take his place and tutor his protégés. By that time, Rodin was not yet considered a master, but was a celebrated sculptor. Claudel and Rodin then began a complicated, years-long relationship in which Claudel became Rodin's assistant, model, collaborator, and lover. Under Rodin's mentorship, she was able to study the nude figure and anatomy. While Claudel continued to produce her own artwork, she also contributed to many of Rodin's sculptures. Rodin's assistants, including Claudel, were integral in shaping Rodin's reputation as a prolific artist. Many art historians suggest that Rodin and Claudel influenced each other's artwork. The pair's romantic and professional relationship lasted for more than a decade. But their relationship began to fall apart when Rodin refused to leave Rose Barret, the mother of his child whom he lived with. Letters Claudel wrote showed her resentment of Rodin and Barret. Still, she was productive, and her art was recognized in the 1890s. She exhibited sculptures at celebrated salons and in galleries. But in the early 1900s, Claudel destroyed a lot of the art she worked obsessively to create. Even though she had some support from art critics, she became more isolated in her studio and struggled with money. She also grew obsessive about Rodin's indiscretions. After her father died in 1913, her brother Paul had her admitted to an asylum near Paris. And the next year, she was transferred to a different asylum. For the last few decades of her life, Claudel remained in the asylum. She gave up sculpting, and even though doctors recommended she be released, her family wanted her to stay in the institution. She died while hospitalized in 1943 and was buried in a mass grave at the asylum. Though a lot of her work was destroyed and her artistic success overshadowed by her relationship with Rodin, many of her sculptures and drawings survive and are celebrated for their dynamism and portrayal of emotion. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have any burning questions or comments, you can leave us a note at TDIHC Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And you can send your thoughts or comments to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you same place tomorrow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.